Good morning again, and a big welcome to what might be one of the strangest Palm Sunday celebrations in memory. Now, normally, as you know, we'd gather outside the church, we'd do the blessing of the palms, and then we'd walk around the ground celebrating Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. We'd be singing, Oh, glory, Lord, and honor, which you heard Patty play a few minutes ago. It would be a festive day, and many of us would proudly display the palms throughout the year as a memory of this joyous morning. But this morning, without the joyful communal celebration, maybe we're given a chance to get a glimpse into what's really happening this final Sunday in Lent. And maybe that's just what we need in the face of an uncertain time and an uncertain future. You see, the Sunday of Palms is also known as the Sunday of the Passion. And we just heard Peggy read of Matthew's version of Jesus' Passion. You see, today is a reminder that we don't get to Easter, we don't get to the resurrection without passing through the cross. Without today, the average Sunday churchgoer might feel like we jumped from the Palm Sunday celebration to Easter morning, and they might be inclined to skip over the cross. And there's an inclination within our American brand of Christianity to skip over the cross as well, which I find to be really ironic because our jewelry boxes and walls are often filled with crosses. And some of us even wear crosses tattooed on our bodies. But our Christianity tries again and again to avoid pain. Whether it's through a prosperity gospel or a brand of fundamentalism where our suffering is because we don't believe enough or because we are constantly suffering. Or in more progressive circles like our own, we label our pain with isms and use them to judge ourselves or others. Racism, sexism, alcoholism, egoism, humanism. These are all ways of trying to understand why bad things can happen to good people. Good people like us. You see, we forget the cross. When the worst thing possible happened to the best person ever. With a global pandemic, possible economic collapse, thousands dying and more every day and no end in sight, God seems to be cosmically reminding us to remember the cross. In an article published this past week in Time Magazine, one of my favorite New Testament scholars, N.T. Wright, urges us to stop trying to understand or explain what's going on through our lens of Christianity. And the article is titled, Christianity Offers No Answers About the Coronavirus. It's not supposed to. And the title pretty much sums up the whole article. You see, Wright pushes back on what he calls the usual silly suspects, trying to tell us why God is doing this to us right now. Is it a sign? Is it punishment? Is it a warning? He calls these knee-jerk reactions to a culture that generations back embraced rationalism. Everything must have an explanation. And he challenges us, what if it doesn't? Instead of an explanation or a sign, right, calls us back to the Jewish and Christian tradition of lament. Lament is what happens when people ask why and don't get an answer. He tells us lament gets us out of our very self-centered worry about sins and failings and look more broadly at the suffering of the world. Suffering that was going on well before we had to self-quarantine. 
You see, lament makes us look at the cross. The Psalms today provide a great, the Psalms provide in general the language of lament, and today's Psalm is a great place to start. We said earlier, have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eyes consume with sorrow, and also my throat and my belly, for my life is wasted with grief, and my years with sighing. My strength fails me because of affliction, and my bones are consumed. And it goes on. And like most of the Psalms, it ends with a note of redemption, with the hope of resurrection after the cross. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Make your face to shine upon your servant and in your loving kindness save me. Today's Psalm seems perfectly suited for a coronavirus crisis. Darkness, fear, uncertainty, and also an assured call for help, knowing that help is coming. N.T. Wright reminds us the point of lament is not just an outlet for our fear and sorrow and frustration, or just our complete inability to understand why this is happening to us. The point of lament is that God also laments. It's tempting to think that God is above all this, all-knowing and in charge and calm and unaffected by the troubles in the world, but, but that's not God's story in the Bible. He's often grieving over humankind's wickedness in Genesis, over Israel's disobedience. And just last week, we were reminded that God made flesh, that Jesus wept upon hearing about his friend's Lazarus' death. See, God is with us in our lament. And I realize I could possibly just have read N.T. Wright's article in its entirety. It is so good and so timely. And I'll post it in a link after the service, but he ends with a powerful call that spoke to my own thoughts about sanctuary this week. He said, it is no part of the Christian vocation then to be able to explain what's happening and why. In fact, it is part of the Christian vocation not to be able to explain and to lament instead. As the spirit laments within us, so we become even in our self-isolation, small shrines where the presence and healing love of God can dwell. And out of that, there can emerge new possibilities, new acts of kindness, new scientific understanding, new hope. We become small shrines. We become sanctuaries where the presence and healing of love and love of God can dwell. So today we skip the pageantry of Palm Sunday to remind ourselves of the enormity of the passion. Not because we're supposed to feel guilty that we would have been right there along with the chief priests or with Jesus hecklers laughing at, the, at Jesus on the cross. No, we remind ourselves of the enormity of the passion because God goes with us into the darkest places and stays there with us and laments with us. Jesus' last words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is a lament taken from Psalm 22. And then he breathes his last. The temple curtain is torn in two, the rocks split. If you're like me and you're wearing a cross around your neck or on your arm or your hand, or, or if you have one in sight, while you listen to this, I invite you to look at it or touch it. And remember it not as the triumphant cross of the resurrection, of death being defeated. See, that's next week. 
There's the cross of lament, of God going with us, even God leading us into the darkest places of despair. The cross reminds us that even in this darkness, God is our light, that God defends us from all the perils and dangers. And with that, we start to prepare for the resurrection, for Easter next week. Amen.